Producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast Cashflow Ninja, is on a mission with Producers Wealth to help producers create, protect, and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production, provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at the enormous opportunities in automation and artificial intelligence. My guest in this episode is Kenneth Amaduri. Kenneth is the chief editor and co-founder of the financial publication letter, CrushTheStreet.com. He was a founder of Future Money Trends and Wealth Research Group, which have gone on to be vital sources of education and wealth for hundreds of thousands of readers. In his 20s, Kenneth has found multiple businesses that have gone on to be worth millions of dollars. Kenneth was also a founder of Future Money Trends Advisory, which successfully manages millions of dollars in client funds. He is an ardent student of Austrian economics and anticipating market trends uh, as he has successfully invested and built companies for more than 15 years. Kenneth spends his time relentlessly analyzing resource, tech, and other sectors, uncovering areas in which equity can be captured uh, and a profit can be made. Kenneth is passionate about sharing these lessons of success and failure that have led him to where he is today through his work published weekly at Crush the Street. Dot com. After interviewing over 300 Cashflow Ninjas on the show, a common question I get asked uh, is, what are some of the top things that you have learned from these Cashflow Ninjas? And I've compiled the biggest lessons I have learned in a report and video, the 10 top things that Cashflow Ninjas know. You can download the video and the report at CashflowNinja.com. Are you an investor looking for passive cash flow but don't have the time to explore your options? Discover Real Estate. It's the best option for passive income that savvy investors have been turning to for years to generate income and build wealth. But the reality is real estate investing takes expertise, market knowledge, and time. So what do you do if you don't have the time or market knowledge? Discover how many business investors have found a way to generate cash flow from real estate investing. Their secret? They partner with proven private real estate investment funds. Four Peaks Capital Partners have created a system that allows accredited investors the opportunity to invest in undervalued assets to generate passive income and capital gains. Invest with the cash flow experts and sit back while Four Peaks does all the work. Call Four Peaks Capital Partners at 877-5-INCOME. That's 877-5-INCOME or go to privateincomeinvesting.com. An offer to buy or sell securities is only made by a private placement memorandum. Prospective investors must read the PPM in its entirety before making an investment decision. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high yield returns 
from multifamily apartments, ATM machines, and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as their multifamily, ATM, and self-storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Kenneth, welcome to the show. Hello, sir. Thanks for having me on. Uh, love the name Cashflow Ninja. Yeah, it's been great to connect. Uh, great, uh, great to speak with you. Can you share a little bit about uh, your background and journey with my listeners? Sure. You know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, going back, growing up, I've always had this affinity for finance and sound money. And part of that came from my mother, who uh, was born in Argentina, actually. Uh, her parents were from Italy. And of course, after the the war, World War II, many Italians along with Germans moved to Argentina. And it was a great economy at the time. And uh, my mom had a store, you know, but during the course of growing up, she dealt with hyperinflation. She actually dealt with receiving a check and watching that check go worthless as she would go to the bank to cash it. And it's kind of a crazy thing. And, you know, the, the problems with the banking sector and them freezing their funds and then hyperinflating the money and then releasing it, you know, to the people with obviously half the purchasing power or worse. So um, there was very much a close connection to this questioning of the government that stemmed from my mom's past. She then moved to the, to the U.S., had us. And so I've always had this like, I don't know, question for the U.S. government, any government in particular. And because of that, you know, it, it caused me to look into things. Anytime you question something, your mind is open to just digging for more, digging for more. And, you know, I, I graduated into the 2008 financial crisis. As, as I was telling you before the interview here, I was really excited about real estate at the time, watching all my mentors make a ton of money in stocks and in real estate. Uh, and I was so excited about getting involved with it. But of course, I graduated into this big mess uh, to not make any money. And I questioned that. I'm like, well, what's going on here? So I, I dug into it and that led me to, you know, starting the future money trends and crushthestreet.com. And we, we do a lot of investing over there. Uh, I have become a real estate investor and I do look at it very much now, uh, coincidentally, from a cash flow perspective. Back then, it was, you know, appreciation, appreciation, appreciation. Now, uh, you know, I, I look for cash flow. And you know what? Um, it's, it's been a, an amazing ride. I've learned a lot along the way. I, I'm always open to allowing my mindset to evolve. Um, you know, we big on sound money principles such as gold and silver. But, you know, of course, as my journey continued to evolve, we got into Bitcoin. And learned all about Bitcoin and, you know, loving the changes along the way. And that's, that's my philosophy. I, I just stay nimble and always asking questions. No, you make so many good points. And it, it's just so true of being a lifelong learner because things are 
changing and it's changing so quickly and the environments are changing so quickly. And I mean, if you look at it globally right now, uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things happening, right? Uh, many changes in many different countries and many different markets simultaneously. Yeah, you know, you're right. And I don't know if you saw the news today, the US birth rate just hit a 30 year low. Now you wow. compare that to, you know, all of the positive spin that's coming from the mainstream media. They're talking about the stock markets being at all time highs, you know, interest rates rising because the economy is so good. But yet the birth rate for people who want to have kids is going down. And you got to ask yourself why? Why are people not having kids? And, and, you, it, and in my opinion, is things are getting more expensive. It's harder to have the, sta- the same standard of living that people had in the 1980s and the, the 70s and the 60s because the, the cost of living is much more expensive. You know, before one person had to work and then, you know, somebody could stay home with the kids. Now, two people have to work. And, you know, the cost of hiring people to watch your kids and, you know, all the components that go on to living in today's society, it's, it's just so expensive. And, you know, people haven't really wrapped their minds around the transition from a, a one working household to a, a two-person working household. They just look at, you know, how people are making more and more money as a household. But, you know, consider that two people now have to work to have that same household income is, is a big deal for the family dynamic. And it's stressing. It's stressful. And now we have oil on the rise. And, you know, the real cost of living is just getting more and more expensive. You make a a couple of great points there. And I was not aware of that. And that is a significant, significant uh, uh, thing right there, as, as you alluded to. And, you know, Kenneth, I was thinking, too, the other day I had a conversation with my wife, too. And it's just if you're on a fixed income like the average person and family that is on a fixed income right now. They see the cost of living uh, rising uh, and continue to rise uh, through inflation. They are, yeah, there's two people working in the household. They're hit, both of them are severely taxed, right? Uh, the household's being taxed and they're still struggling to make ends meet where, you know, you alluded to years, years ago, generations ago, there was, a, there was one person working in the family and the, the standard of living was higher. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, really, what is the higher standard of living when you think about that? What you can buy or the fact that you can buy these things with one person working, you know, the, the postman was able to go out and buy a house, you know, have a car in the driveway, go on a vacation every year and have some money in uh, their bank account. But today, you know, it, it takes a lot of income. You know, if you're making below six figures now, it's stressful in today's economy. I don't care where you live in the US. It's stressful if you're making below that figure. And that's why I encourage people to to just do what they can. You know, it's it's not about being greedy or, or money hungry. It's about, you know, doing what's best for your family. When you, you know, look at the, in the eyes of your kids or your wife or your, your household, uh, it's a very important component to say, you know, no, I want a financially sound situation so we can enjoy a high standard of living, you know, and if you want to have less stress, if you want to not be dealing with so many problems, if if a sickness comes up in your family and you want to be able to pay for it, how nice is it to be able to 
go to your bank account and say, hey, you know, I, I can afford this because there's a lot of people out there who are struggling to make ends meet. And what it was the statistic that came out? People can't even afford to have a $500 miscellaneous expense. I mean, that is really sad and a very stressful for the average person that is out there. Yeah, the, the lightest statistics is, is, is just brutal. And that's the majority of the, the economy, the majority of the people. And now with the birth rights going down to all of these, uh, th- uh, these events and these statistics um, uh, affect the, the economy, right? And affect economic growth and businesses and, and how we all live on this uh, spinning bowl of dirt, right? Uh, for, for a while. Um, so let's touch on the major things going on globally. What are you seeing out in the global economy, um, the US economy? What are you seeing in uh, global markets and then US markets currently? Well, you know, honestly, the biggest thing going on right now is interest rates rising. And uh, this is huge. We're seeing the stress on the stock market, you know, as we saw the interest rates for the 10-year bond go over 3% and how that rattled stocks. Um, You know, right now, what is interest on the debt is like the fourth or fifth line item on the balance sheet. But in a few years, it's going to be the number one item on the the, the balance sheet here for the US or the, the deficit or the, the spending. And that's going to be a big deal going forward. And it goes to show how uncontrolled, how out of control everything is. And, you know, it's expected that the US is going to raise rates, what, four times this year, you know, another few times next year. Uh, Europe, the ECB is going to start hiking rates for the first time next year. So this rising interest rate environment in this new normal is going to be a huge impact on everything. This And it's not apples to apples. Everyone compares to, well, the U.S. was at 3% on the 10-year treasury in 2011, but the, the debt was close to half of what it was now or, or whatever it was in 2011. So it's not apples to apples. And things are changing and the implications on the economy are, are changing. And, you know, we've benefited or, you know, at least sentiment has benefited from this rising stock market environment. Everyone feels good. Uh, and that has settled into, you know, the people's spending habits and, and what they're willing to do and, you know, how risky they're willing to get with their debt. Um, but if if this turns around, and mind you, it can turn around on a dime because, you know, all it would take is, you know, the stocks to start correcting a thousand points, you know, tomorrow. And all of a sudden, you know, we're going to see it all over the headlines and uh, people might start getting concerned. And that sentiment, again, can start to really, really uh, add up and, and build momentum. And if we do see that, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what tomorrow will bring. So I, I think that's, I think that's the, some of the key important drivers for the economy. Of course, we have oil on the rise, and that directly impacts the consumer. You know, on the, the average person, when oil goes up, I mean, that hits the bottom line the quickest, uh, you know, and some of people's average monthly expenditures. I mean, that just, when that goes up, uh, that's a a big impact on the average person, you know, making money at their job. And so, uh, you know, this rising 
inflationary environment, I, I think it's going to set in and, and people are going to have to deal with the, the consequences of this. And hopefully people are preparing. Hopefully people are saying to themselves, you know what? No, I, I can't depend on the system. I can't depend on current you know, college education to save me and just to go out and get a regular job to save me or the government to save me because uh, the fact is things are unknown and people need to take responsibility for their own futures for the sake of their families. It's so true because, um, as you mentioned, the average person is so exposed right now. It is a rigged game. <laughs> let's, let's, let's face it that the, the average person has been kind of uh, sold that they park their money in, in qualified retirement plans, which is in the stock market, and in their primary residences, right? So when the values of their homes go up and then the values of their qualified plans look good, they feel good about themselves. But what the other side of it is just to, you have to realize just how exposed you are uh, over things that you have zero control over. And as you mentioned, something that you can't, you can't control it uh, and you really don't have any power over it. Yeah. You know, I, I read some statistic the other day that I guess the average retiree has a net worth of and, and, you know, I, I, I'm going off a headline here of $700,000, let's say, but it's all real estate gains. And, you know, I don't know where that number came from or anything, but what I can tell you is, you know, everyone talks about wanting to be a millionaire and that had a significant meaning back in the 1950s or 1940s or, you know, talking about a, a, a millionaire. And it, it's such an iconic word that we've used, but a millionaire in, in the 21st century in 2018 is not that big of a deal. You, you, need, you need to be shooting for five, realistically, like $5 million. That's probably more of a comparable to, you know, the historical millionaire term that, you know, we've, we've all gotten used to thinking about, you know, what, what is a, a millionaire or, you know, the status of a millionaire. And, it, and you know what? It's not even about money as much as it is, you know, having a moat, having that cash flow that sustains your, your living, having low expense expenditures and just having a stable lifestyle. And uh, yeah, so you know what? It's, it's kind of crazy the way things are evolving here. Um, you know, things are so out of whack. <laughs> we have, you know, the stock market just on the verge of a, a, a big collapse, if you ask me. Just uh, the smallest bit of news from Tesla or, uh, you know, Caterpillar suggesting that we might see a slowdown in earnings, you know, going forward here into the year, set the market down five and 600 points in a day. And it really just goes to show how unstable uh, things are right now. I, I, you know, I think it's akin to the analogy of a boy riding a bike down a hill, hitting a small rock and, and flying off the handlebars. That's how unstable the current situation is. And so you don't want to be so dependent on one specific strategy that, you know, you have all your eggs in one basket. You really want that moat working for you, be diversified, you know, having money in some you know, precious metals, vehicles. I, I like gold and silver a lot, especially right now with them being down so much. I, I think it's a, a good time to be looking into precious metals. One of the other uh, uh, investment classes or asset classes that, uh, that you guys have covered really, really well uh, and were some of the earliest outlets that have covered it is, uh, is cryptocurrencies. 
And you've spoken about sound money quite a bit and the importance of sound money. And we've, uh, we've, uh, we've identified a couple of, uh, of trends currently in society, which a lot of this could be tied back just to the money that we're, we're currently using. Um, w- can you speak to the importance of sound money and establishing sound money? Uh, if not in the global economy, you can do that in your own economy. And um, what are some of your thoughts of how Bitcoin plays into the, to this as well and the use case for it? Absolutely. I, I love Bitcoin. Bitcoin was birthed out of the, the 2008 financial crisis. And, you know, the world was looking for some sort of alternative to the current banking system. Everything is so centralized. Everything is so controlled by the fiat currency system. And whether you like Bitcoin or not, it's competition for money. And anytime you have competition in the marketplace, it uh, incentivizes quality. It incentivizes things to get better. You know, in an environment such as the government where there is no competition, there's a huge lack of quality. And just the fact that Bitcoin has come online and a lot of other cryptocurrencies have come online, is going to make the money that we use more competitive and therefore better. Uh, I think that the dollar is you know, largely at risk. It's, there's a lot of fundamental problems with the fact that we're printing you know, away the, the dollar. And as we see shifts in the global system, this, especially the shift from the West to the East, you know, with China on the rise and, uh, you know, many of these East, Eastern countries looking to, to de-dollarize themselves. I mean, this might be a, you know, 10, 20, 30 year trend here, but, you know, it's definitely not, uh, it's not safe to be in the dollar for, for decades and years in such a significant way because, you know, something like gold, for instance, I mean, that's going to be around for, for thousands of years. And, and, you know, this concept of storing your wealth, I mean, it's such a big deal, uh, you know, and it's definitely a concept that has been developed over the years. And it's something we know from history is that uh, fiat currencies, they all go to zero. And so, um, especially in just, you know, since we've seen the dollar get stronger over the last couple of years, I, I really got to encourage people to, you know, be careful when it comes to saving too much of your money in dollars. You got to look at other in investment vehicles and, um, yeah, okay. Well, so getting back to, to Bitcoin and getting back to cryptocurrency, uh, Bitcoin is, yeah, what well, such... It's got first mover advantage. I mean, this is going to be huge going forward. It has something that is going to be almost impossible to duplicate. Uh, the fact that, you know, it doesn't have a founder and it has all this first mover advantage. It has some of the best brain power in the world contributing to the network. This is going to be so big and so crucial going forward. And I know many people are frustrated with the fees and the transaction times, but there's going to be implementations that change that, that fix that, especially when you have the lightning network. I think right now there's only four to seven transactions that can happen every second. But, you know, what happens when, you know, you have that second layer and now you can, you know, do a a million transactions every second and then take it even further from there. You know, a lot of the problems that people are worried about are are, are about to be solved. And again, you have a very, very safe, 
proven network and it doesn't have the history of gold and silver but you know i'm willing to take a leap of faith on it as i have and as i've you know made some decent money on throughout the the last few years on bitcoin owning bitcoin i think it's going to be a big deal and you know what again it's competition to the banks i mean we saw what jp morgan or, or jamie diamond said about uh bitcoin last year calling it a scam and a fraud for bitcoin to go from what three thousand when he said it to twenty thousand uh you know it's it's become an asset class Prior to 2017, it was very speculative, especially in that bear market time from 2013 to 2015. You know, people forgot about it. But, you know, going into the 2016, 2017 year especially, I mean, now with futures trading, it is an investment vehicle. We're going to see the big money get into it. Institutions get into it. They're going to use Bitcoin as a non-correlated asset, just as they would maybe precious metals. And again, it's more competition for the current system and, and it's power to the people. You know, I mean, there's so many aspects to Bitcoin that we can talk about. You know, I, I'm just talking about it from my perspective here in the US. But, you know, what about the person in Venezuela who, you know, is watching their currency evaporate in front of them? You know, how powerful is it that they can move their money into Bitcoin, even if they want it just to use it for one day, move their money into Bitcoin fly to the US or Mexico or somewhere else around the world, move their money out. I mean, how powerful is that, you know, when you're just dealing with such a tyrannical situation? Uh, that is the ultimate opt-out when you think about it, to be ability to say, you know what, things have gotten so bad, I don't want to be controlled anymore. I'm going to move my money here, get out of it, and, and be able to completely unplug from the system and not have the control of, you know, the government over you. And, that, and that's what people want. They want sovereignty. And, and, you know, everyone is paying their taxes right now, especially in the Western world. And I encourage everyone to follow the laws, follow the rules. But if, if things got so bad and so out of control, we have the ability to completely opt out. And that is powerful. You're listening to Kenneth Amaduri on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. MC Lobsher is the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast, Cashflow Ninja, and also the president of Producers Wealth. Producers Wealth assists people in creating, protecting, and perpetually multiplying wealth in any economy through creating processes that help them increase their production, provide them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Kenneth Amaduri on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and I'm back to our interview. Yeah, it's definitely changed the, the world. And as you, as you mentioned, in countries where there are cataclysmic events, you know, Venezuela comes to top of mind right now, just of what's going on there. Uh, this provides a vehicle for that. Another thing that's been on my radar, and I've had quite a number of inquiries um, 
about is artificial intelligence, which you have covered uh, a, a bit as well. What is going on there? What are you seeing? Uh, when when are the robots taking over? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of a scary thing. I mean, I, I don't mean to be fear mongering or anything, but I mean, even the smartest guys in the world are saying, hey, we need to be careful with artificial intelligence. You have Elon Musk saying that and, you know, Stephen Hawking's uh, saying that, hey, you know, this is a uh, this is a big deal. And when you think about it, it, it is. Uh, you know, the fact that we're going to have computers being able to interpret and infer information and implement information, that's a big deal. And, you know, right now we have the internet, which is basically, if you want to look at it from this perspective, you know, a log of all historical human knowledge. And, you know, we have access to that for what a $20 internet connection or whatever it is that we might pay for internet. You know, we have ha access to all of this historical human knowledge, as well as developing human knowledge, all on this decentralized platform that we refer to as the internet. But the difference between a human and a robot is a human as, as a robot can actually be updated on a very regular basis, instantaneously. And from that just general perspective, how can humans compete with robots that are just being updated instantly with information from anywhere around the world? And then, you know, the robots updating themselves, you know, one robot to another, to another, to another. Uh, it's going to really be difficult for humans to uh, compete with that. And, you know, you have the example of the AlphaGo robot learning the Chinese game of Go. And the game is kind of like chess or checkers, if you will. Uh, but there's more combinations for that game than there are atoms in the earth. And so, again, you have this artificial intelligent robot that they programmed to be able to learn. So they had it play itself like 10 million times in a period of like 12 hours or whatever. And then it was able to learn to play the game to beat the best player at this game of Go. There was no possible way to pre-program every move into it. It learned to play the game. And how how amazing is that? And, you know, you got to wonder the implications on that going forward. And so, you know, there's the, the Sophia, the robot. Uh, she was at a conference in Portugal. She was speaking to 60,000 uh, computer engineers and, and just people with regular jobs. And, and she kind of joked. She said, hey, I, I'm we're going to take over your jobs. And, you know, that's why I kind of believe that, you know, I know the figure sounds high, but when you start to look at all of the jobs that can be replaced, it's reasonable that 50% of the jobs in the U.S. will be at risk of being replaced by artificial intelligence. Now, just let me add the caveat on why I'm somewhat optimistic. Now, it's a big deal for somebody who's worked in an industry for 30 years to be displaced. You know, that's all they know. That's where they spent all their time. But what do they do now? And, then, you know, hopefully these people are thinking about the future and, again, building out their financial moat. But um, consider this. Back in the, the textile versus hand-weaving era in the 19th century, you know, machines were able to produce 50 times more than one person could produce, you know, which resulted in a 98% job displacement. But goods were four times or much cheaper and four times more jobs were created in the same sector from, you know, indirect benefits. And, you know, again, look at the auto versus the horse and buggy. 
Sure, you had a decline in horse-related jobs, but the automobiles grew. And now you have travel, all these indirect benefits. Now, you know, all of a sudden you have travel that, you know, who was thinking about all the motels that were going to be built when, um, you know, the horse and buggy industry was destroyed, you know, or, or the fast food industry. Now, like, oh, hey, you know, people have cars and they can drive up. And so you have all these fast food industries that were uh, implemented. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of displacement of jobs, not so much job destruction, but more displacement. There's going to be a lot of opportunities in the economy that we're not even wrapping our minds around, not even considering. You know, Elon Musk believes there's going to be a 10x reduction in car crashes, you know, once we have driverless cars. Of course, that's going to kill the number one occupation in the US, which is a driver. But, uh, you know, what about the, the HVAC guy, you know, heating and air conditioning, who's now able to service a guy 50 miles away as opposed to, hey, I, I don't want to drive through two hours of traffic because, you know, I, I, the freeways are, are jammed. So anyways, I think there's a lot of positive that are going to come out of this. And that's why it's important. I think it's important to have a positive mindset because you can thrive in this, thrive in this change, but there's going to be a lot of change. And it might be the most disruptive that, you know, we've seen in uh, 100 years or in history. Who knows? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, there's a lot of exciting things going on there. There's also scary stuff, but there's so much opportunity. I mean, uh, it, I see it a lot, and I, you see this in the mainstream media because obviously they're pitching the universal basic income, right, every, every, every single time they can. But what they don't understand is, as you've mentioned, we've heard this over and over. I heard coming out of university, and this was uh, – this was in the early uh, 2000s that how, you know, the internet was going to destroy all of these jobs and industries, right? And more millionaires have been created than ever on the internet and especially self-made. I think it's something like 68% of, uh, of millionaires right now uh, is self-made millionaires. So yeah. there's enormous opportunity. And this is going to, as you just uh, mentioned, uh, open up so much other uh, jobs around around this uh, this industry and so much opportunities for entrepreneurs. Yeah, uh, you know, let me add to that if 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 I may. Uh, already, we're seeing many opportunities arise. Look mm -hmm. at Airbnb. So this is a website that has now created you know thousands and thousands of of new entrepreneurs, people that now rent out a room in their house or their whole house. And, you know, there's 5 million listings on the website on any given day and 300,000 leases a day are happening on Airbnb. Uh, so this is AI that's coordinating all of this to happen. You know, so you can say, oh, somebody's job was lost, but they just, there's a, a creation of millions of opportunities here. You know, I don't know, hundreds of thousands a day, I would say. Uh, that would not take place had it not be, been for artificial intelligence and Airbnb. So things are going to develop. And, you know, again, it's about just being in front of these trends and open to the change because that's the thing. Change is happening at an exponential rate. Uh, and, you know, because of that, you don't exactly know what the world is going to look like in five or 10 years. And, you know, you got to, you kind of got to stay educated if, if you want to stay relevant. 
What are some of the opportunities that you guys uh, are looking at and exploring on how to position yourself to invest in this uh, evolving trend? You know what? We actually don't have any specific plays right now, but I would tell everybody to go to crushthestreet.com slash AI. We have a report there about how things are evolving and just some of the areas that we believe are going to be safer areas to be uh, positioned in. And, uh, you know, some of those include just creative areas, areas that, you know, will be hard for artificial intelligence to to completely wash away. Uh, you know, it's going to be very difficult to, to be replaced if you're an artist. Um, I know that's kind of a tough area to be, uh, <laughs> to be involved in, but you know, it, it, there's, there's a lot of things that we can talk about in terms of where we think artificial intelligence is going to go, but it's very open right now. And uh, it, you're going to have to be nimble. And so, you know, I, I would encourage people to go to crutchthestreet.com slash AI for that report. Kenneth, now one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently learning? You know what? I, I would tell people, uh, you know, I, I'm constantly trying to work on my people skills. <laughs> as much as we're going into a computerized world, you need to learn to deal with people. You know, I, if you've ever read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, you know, they were talking about the most highly paid engineers are not the ones that, that know the, the specific trade. It's the ones that know how to deal with people that go into management and that, you know, know how to, how to really leverage a situation. Because again, if you don't know how to work with people, it's going to be very difficult for you to make money in this world. So uh, you, you always have to be improving your people skills, learn how to deal with people, learn what people like, they don't like, what are people incentivized by? And if you can learn that, I mean, you, you know, the opportunities in this world are endless because then that's when you start to understand where the needs are in the economy. Uh, where is there an opportunity to serve people? Because when you learn to give, when you learn to serve that is where you can make money. Everyone talks about the giving principle, but they never take it a step further on why the giving principle works. And that is because when you provide value for the society around you, that's worth money to society. And you know, when you plant a lot of seeds, those seeds bear fruit. And that's how, that's how it comes back to you. So always be working on your people skills. You know, we're looking at, and just various sectors. Uh, I'm, I'm always researching the precious metals market. You know, if you want to learn some more about the precious metals market, I would actually encourage you to go to crushthestreet.com forward slash gold book. Uh, you know, we'll send you some of these links too, uh, if you would include it in the description area. But uh, we're always looking at the, the precious metals market. We're looking at artificial intelligence. We're looking at blockchain. That We're still very early in the blockchain space. Um, you know, I, I think there's opportunities in real estate as well, uh, carefully selected real estate, you know, not in areas that, you know, you're seeing massive migrations out of because of tyrannical governments. There's certain places in the U.S. that are benefiting from the, the mass migration that are moving away from California and, and New York and, and the areas that are very, very expensive. Um, you know, one of the areas that I've invested in 
or a couple of the areas I've invested in is, you know, here in Texas and also uh, certain cities in Florida that, that are booming. You got to be very careful in this environment, especially in a higher interest rate world. But because of that, um, you know, there's still areas that are finite and I like finite resources and land in carefully selected areas is still a finite resource and you have to be diversified. Now, now our core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Okay. Well, you know what? This is a, a such an important thing. Uh, you know, my wife and I are entrepreneurs and we're always looking for ways to, you know, enhance our life. Our, our, our work, everything we do is kind of all in one. So, you know, we don't go to work and then come back home and just disconnect from it. It's everything about what we do is, you know, about our livelihood and what we do in terms of pursuing happiness. Uh, so, you know, I, I would say, Going back to the importance of people, learn to deal with people. This will translate into your your family relationships, how to make your wife happy, how to make your family happy. You know, learn to give and then not just frivolously give, but give of your time, give of your, your energy, give of your compliments. Learn to make people happy. You know, learn to really think about others in your life. And again, you know, you'll be surprised how that turns into financial security, financial safety, because you've learned to give and, and give generously. Uh, you know, again, learn to deal with people. I don't know how many uh, I'm throwing out here. You definitely want to, to save, you know, learn to have boundaries in your lifestyle uh, with the way you spend, uh, have boundaries in, in the way you uh, spend your day. Uh, you know, one of the things that I'm sorry, I'm going on and on here. <laughs> but, uh, so if I can give one more bit of advice, go to bed and write things down that you're going to do the next day, because this is super important when you wake up is to be getting things done. Such an important habit of highly successful people is that they get the little things done. It's not just big concepts that we're talking about. It's about waking up, getting things done. And again, you'd be so surprised on how effective you'll be. And when you look back five or 10 years, how much you've accomplished. And with that, I'll turn it back to you. Kenneth, how come my listeners learn more about you and your company and all of the reports that you're putting out and uh, stay informed of all the projects uh, that you're involved with? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for letting me come on the show. Uh, it's such an honor to, to speak with you. I, I love all that you're doing here. Uh, they can visit my work at crushthestreet.com. They can sign up for the free newsletter. Uh, we're, we're always researching. We're always learning. We're growing together as a community. We have a lot of fun at Crush the Street. They can visit crushthestreet.com and sign up for the free newsletter. And you know, a lot of contributors at Crush the Street visit the website regularly for regular new content. Uh, yeah, visit us there. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Thank you so much. 
Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast, Cashflow Ninja, is on a mission with Producers Wealth to help producers create, protect, and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production, provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text cashflowninja to 44. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.